Hello, listener. Hi. Before we get started on today's podcast, we'd like to say a few words, wouldn't we, Dave? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, after about 17 lawsuits... Yeah. High profile. Yeah, a couple of them, anyway. Um, we've decided it's time to start protecting the sanctity of our dear podcast. Some due diligence, as it were. Yeah, some due diligence. Due diligence. Due diligence. Yeah. Uh, and so on that note, Dave? Uh, yeah, the views expressed and the opinions expressed within this podcast in any heretofore Here podcast to <laughs> to of, of, of ours, Grapefruit and Cheese, are the opinions and views of Grapefruit and Cheese only, not of our guests or any organisation or company associated with our guests. Unless the opinions are really outrageous and offensive and you take offence to them, in which case they're not ours either. Exactly, precisely. Enjoy the podcast. Please try. <laughs> Hello, listener, and welcome to Grapefruit and Cheese. The drinks podcast. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. But you are on with your perennial host once again. Um, Grapefruit, myself, Jamie. And, and Cheese. Dave. Uh, yeah. You. Um, and who else have we got, Jamie? Well, actually, this is going to be the first of, a, of, of the multiple recordings of this podcast. Yeah. Um, and we are sitting currently in the Lindor's Abbey Distillery. Wow. Um, for those who don't know about Lindor's Abbey or the distillery, we've got a rather special guest. Big time. Who is it, Jimmy? Well, welcome, Andrew Hi. Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was so tense. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I thought you were going to yeah, welcome yeah, Andrew. No, the anticipation was... was I thought yeah, you were going to welcome Andrew because he's... he's you, Andy, you've we've had a wonderful day with you. A little road I'm trip glad. from Glasgow. Uh, then you gave us a tour around... Uh, oh, we had, we had a wee bite tea in our, in our bar, Nonya, yeah. of which more later. Yes. And uh, yeah, and then Windows Abbey. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, before we get on to the wonderful Lindor's Abbey, because that's a lot to talk about, uh-huh. why don't we do one of the things that's maybe got slightly less to talk about, which is yourself. Uh-huh. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up as uh, working for Lindor's Abbey. Um, I started off bartending, first of all, when I was about 19 years old, uh, while I was studying at art college, uh, just a way of paying the bills. You went to art college? I did, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, it soon became just more than a job, I really enjoyed the history of it, the creativity um, and then I guess you know later on you know a few years into bartending when I was managing bars and then entering cocktail competitions and stuff it was like everything coming together at once so the storytelling aspect of speaking about brands and stuff being creative with ingredients and presentation and stuff like that it was just everything rolled into one um, Talisker cocktail competition first one I won uh, when I met yourself yeah. Dave um, Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um, that's kind of what opened the doors for this kind of ambassadorial role that I'm now in here at Lindor's. Um, so I worked with Talisker um, for a year as an honorary ambassador. And uh, and through that, got to meet Drew and Helen, the owners here at Lindor's. They um, commented on an article about the Talisker Race to Sky competition saying that... Oh, well, they approached you through that? Yeah, it was just, uh, it was on a community Facebook page. Like, um, someone had shared an article about it just because I grew up in the village here. Um, and they were just talking about how it was really nice that someone from the local village was involved in the whiskey industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw that as an opportunity to message him directly and say, I'd love to come and make you some drinks. And I, uh, and I didn't leave. The rest is history. That's it. Yeah. Where did you work before that? And Ed, you made your bones in Edinburgh, as it were? Edinburgh, yeah, absolutely. So I worked in a few places in Edinburgh. Um, whiskey Rooms was my first 
real whiskey focused um, whiskey with an eye job whiskey with an eye is yeah. it eh? <laughs> yeah really cool aye um, yeah so around that bar for a couple of years is um, a whiskey with an eye as in the letter I or an I with the letter I at the end of whiskey oh right yeah whiskey whiskey right yeah there for a couple of years um, tried to learn as much as I could about the world of whiskey um, and then I went to printing press it was a kind of AGM there just cocktail bar and was there for a couple of years and then after the Talisker Race the Sky competition kind of moved on to working with Lindors excellent and as you say here we are yeah. So I suppose before we get on to Lindor's Abbey and what we've learned so far and mm-hmm. what the listener might be interested to hear about Lindor's Abbey, what are we drinking this week, Dave? Uh, well, triple packed. Triple packed? Uh, t- triple packed. <laughs> <coughs> triple packed. Triple Louis. Triple Louis. Triple packed as pair. We've got our, um, our yummy Lindor's uh, Aquavite, mm-hmm. which... Yep. Uh, which we'll refer to henceforth as AV. AV. AV, yep. yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is tremendously yummy. Yeah. Uh, of which more later, perhaps. You Absolutely. Maybe talk us through it, Andy. Absolutely. Uh, Keep delaying things, Dave. I know. Just trying to keep people to listen I'm to trying, the point yeah, where we're making trying, advertising money off this. This is, um, yeah. This is how they do it on the radio. Yeah. Um, Shihalian. I don't know much about Shihalian, you know, honestly, do you? Uh, it's beer made by Harveston. Uh, it's tasty. Uh, it's, yeah, because uh, I just read the bottle to be fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, yeah. I just like the little the mouse dressed as Tom Weir. Ah, do you know why they've got the mouse on it? Do you? Yeah, something to do with Timorous Beastie or something. Like the, the Robert Burns. Uh, Isn't, are you not thinking of Douglas Lang whiskies? Probably. Okay, the Timorous Beastie. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Harveston is a Scottish brewery um, and they make some tasty stuff. Um, mm. Anyway, and also we are drinking. Uh, Glenn Roth is 12 year old from, uh, from Lockvine. Yeah, uh, nice single cast. Yeah, yeah. Ter- ter- um, terrible young. Cheers, wonderful. boys. Yeah, cheers, Lange. Sandra there. Hmm. That's yummy, Jimmy. That is yummy. Why don't so, you tell us a bit about uh, Aquavita? Yeah. So, like, like most um, most whiskey distilleries in, in their youth, or, yeah. or indeed, um, even if they're well Why don't we go back to the beginning then? Mm. And Lindor's Abbey is a whiskey distillery, because I, I didn't know a huge amount about Lindor's Abbey before uh-huh. coming mm-hmm. here. Um, I like looked it up, and obviously we did the event at Cumberland Roof Cafe, yeah. I wasn't there on the day. But um, for the listener that isn't aware, um, so first of all, where is Lindor's Abbey, and what is it that kind of the idea and yeah. the, the whole history behind this place because the huge thing is the history behind yeah. Lindor's Abbey. <coughs> so as the name suggests, Lindor's Abbey Distillery is on the site of an ancient abbey uh, which dates back to 1191. Um, we're in a, a small village called Newborough which is about an hour north of Edinburgh right on the banks of the River Tay um, and it's where I grew up. So to be back in Newborough um, in this brand new whiskey distillery is, is amazing. Um, obviously the history of the abbey Dating back to 1191 is, is very, very rich, but in terms of a nice personal history for me, yeah. um, just running about the Abbey Ruins, for example, when I was a kid, um, it's just nice memories. Um, so Lindor's Abbey uh, Distillery is home to the, well, the Lindor's Abbey is home to the first written reference of whiskey or aquavitae being sold on the Exchequer Roll, and that happened in 1494. Obviously, distilling has been happening for hundreds and hundreds of years before then, but in terms of it being written on an exchequer roll as a, as a product that was bought um, by King James IV, and we have the first written reference to that, that happening here at Lindores. So, after a break of about 523 years, we've started <laughs> distilling again. Just roughly 523. Just roughly, yeah. In six months and three days. But most importantly, there's a quote um, just behind you guys, you can see, um, that says, for the whiskey lover, it is a pilgrimage, and that was uh, the late whiskey writer Michael Jackson yeah. um, that wrote oh, that one of his, his books. So yeah, absolutely. He was just dancing about the streets in his white suit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and that's the reason we're here because um, he alerted Drew and Helen to the fact that they were sitting on top of this really historical site in terms of the whiskey history books so yeah. the, the dream was born to recreate a distillery um, and here we are we're creating a, a fantastic new make spirit um, and with that we make our aqua vita yeah. and we tried the new make and it's super yummy yeah, it's we should probably point out that we are currently sitting in the Lindor's Abbey distillery yeah you can hear um, the acoustics it's a, yeah, yeah, it's like a church it's, isn't it yeah is it like an abbey but <laughs> um, hey, um, and actually as part of so making the whiskey which we tried the new make of and we've tried some of the young the really young experimental casks which was really cool but for the aqua vitae the av um you use for some of the sort of the sensory tests this really cool piece of equipment that you might be able to hear listener um and it's just over my left shoulder it's called a rotary evaporator that's right yeah um and we're currently there's something currently being made in there for us isn't it yeah, it's yeah we've uh, we've, very very yummy yeah so what have we got in there so we've got galangal uh szechuan pepper and a little bit of black sesame what's galangal i know it's made in the sea it's grown in the sea it's not made in the sea jamie it's not, is it not no i don't know you a bit earlier uh, right um so when we were talking about galangal earlier i said uh, uh yeah yeah galangal is made in the sea so jamie went yeah i know it is i was like no it's fucking not <laughs> you're a fucking idiot i really want to find out if it is actually made in the sea no, it's definitely not it's, it's like it's like a root it's ginger it's like ginger. Yeah, but it's wet in any case uh, it's wet <laughs> yeah. so it's lettuce Aye, growing the sea, sea lettuce, right, the sea lettuce, any, In any case, uh, so we're, we're making our own little, um, what would you call it, tincture? A tincture, yeah. yeah well, and, a, and a tincture that we think represents uh, Nonya, the, uh, the bar that Jamie and I work with. Yeah. And um, Jamie's, uh, you know, what listeners might be um, they're shocked. confused, shocked. Confused and shocked to hear that is Jamie that is that grapefruit and cheese working together again in a bar? It's wild, isn't it? Is this the moment we've all been waiting for? Yes. It's not the one I've been... Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, um, a couple weeks ago I moved over from Cameron Cafe to come and work um, for Dave. Yeah. Um, with, Dave, with, Dave. with Dave. With Dave. With Dave. Mm. For Dave. Um, uh, at Nonya. Um, yeah. I'm trying to do some, some cool things. Sure no, we are doing it. You are doing a very good job so oh, far. Thanks. I must Thank say. you. Thank you, Thank you very much. Great, great spot. Well, you came in before Jamie uh, was actually there. You that's that's not true. You were both there when I when I came in. Yes. Yeah, but you came in for drinks when when it was just me. So. No. And he it, was not. Yeah. Anyway, it's mostly it's what I'm trying to say is it's mostly me. But no, I'm joking, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, I do work for you, as you continually <laughs> as you continually point out. No, um, it's so much fun having you back on uh, working together again. Yes, it's been. Yeah, it's enough of that. In any uh, case, uh, uh, listeners are already bawling their eyes out at the thought of it. So what, what I was going to say is that mo- like most of the time, it, like whiskey distilleries. Um, like if, if they're in their youth, w- waiting for the whiskies to uh, maturate, um, or indeed mature, <laughs> 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 waiting for them to mature, or or you know somewhere like Bricade where they just thought let's make a gin. Maturate. They they, uh, they often they make a gin or some other thing. But why why do you think they, they chose Aquavita? Just because of that first historical reference to being the... Oh, fuck, yeah. Oh, that stupid, that makes sense. Yeah, stupid, <laughs> stupid question, moving on. I'm glad I cut you off the first time <clears> I tried to make that. Right, excellent. So it was actually, it was... Originally, before the distillery was built, there was a there was an appetite for, for Drew and Helen to open a kind of visitor centre and just celebrate the fact that the Abbey has such a rich history. Um, Christ. Easy, easy tiger. Um, so, but yeah, that, that kind of grew arms and legs and, and we've built this really stunning distillery. Um, and at the moment, we want to excite people about... Really is stunning. We want I'm to stunned. excite people about the, the history um, of the Abbey and kind of excite them in the fact that we're going to have whiskey in a few years' time. Yeah. But the... 
we, we ref referenced recipes from like the 17th century, 1700s, and people that were making aquavitae, and we wanted to make something that was, it referenced those, those physical recipes, but we tweaked them a little bit yeah. for more of a kind of modern palette. We use some herbs that actually grow in the Abbey Ruins. We, sure. we grow lemon verbena in there now as well. And we want to bring them to the table and kind of make it a nice, fresh, spicy, sweet, well-rounded um, spirit drink, really. That's terrible, you know. Oh, you've definitely and, done and that. And rather than using a blank canvas, we use our new make. So you've, you're already starting with a really uh, a really interesting new make spirit mm. that has lots of flavour already. Yeah, and you just try to do that. that. Uh, it's pretty much only two I can think of. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the other one's called. Um, and, uh, but no, it's absolutely... Delicious and yeah. Um, what do you think? Because aquavitae means water of life. We're having this conversation before we yeah. uh, before we started recording, and how um, across the world, uh, a lot of different cultures have this water of life, and that's to do with it being, you know, primarily a medicinal thing yeah. beforehand. So vodka, um, mm -hmm. eau de vie, aquavit, aquavitae, uh, ushkava. Yeah. Um, but. So what does that really mean with regards to the AV that we're drinking just now? What does that what does that mean for you guys? Why have you called it that? Well, I think that if you if if you read about aquavitae from the 13th century, there's lots of articles talking about its its health benefits, and there's probably a lot of truth in that. If 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 you were ingesting something that was you know poisonous or not very good for you, and you were you were drinking a very strong spirit, it was probably probably did have some sort of cleansing. Yeah. abilities um, in terms of like cuts and scalds they would use it for things like that and you know it probably wasn't long until they thought well if it's preserving our, our fruit and if it's preserving our plants and things like that then maybe it'll preserve us mm -hmm. and they, they maybe drank it maybe it didn't taste very good so they tried to add um, palatable their other skills you know the, the monks were very uh, very skilled they, they had they were you know beekeepers um, blacksmiths sculptors scholars Scholars, absolutely, um, gardeners, apothecaries. So yeah. that's why we have this apothecary space at the distillery, Peter where Pips. we can, sorry, <laughs> where we can play around with. <laughs> Don't go, Stephen Fry. Really sorry. Yeah. Uh, in any case, yes, yeah, so we can we can play around with flavour development here and uh, and try and make something really yummy. Yeah, no, it's terrible. We definitely yummy. have. Yeah. The other thing sorry, what were you going to say? Jay? No, well, I should probably cut you off. But no, no, no. Um, and we've now seen the distillery and it's like we said it was absolutely stunning but also lots of cool it's a it's a forward-thinking distillery and a forward-thinking visitor center as well yeah um, you know interactive experiences um and it was cool to really see you know a, it's, it's always cool for me to see a sort of a live working uh still room i always think that's really cool yeah. but there were lots of like little cool like interesting pieces that i didn't quite understand and then with the two different stills and having slightly different spirits come off them and be able to taste that, I think it's it's amazing and I can't wait to try something that's a, like a proper release. I think yeah. it's going to be really, really cool. I think the, the history is very important. It would be very, very easy to get bogged down in that and and, and we, we, we haven't done that at all here. Mm. It's been really um, refreshing to see that we're trying to do things um, 
interesting sort of different maturations and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, On the yeah the aging warehouse is pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Some, it just no. It pretty much seems that no cask is the same size as the net one next to it. It's just they're all just totally. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. Some and of the wines the they're they're, um, they're aged then as well. We had never heard of what was yeah. the one that we that we tried. Um, Mombasiak. 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 I had literally never heard of it. Right in listener, if you've heard of Mombasiak, because <laughs> um, <laughs> we hadn't. It was it was, it was frighteningly delicious, yeah. and the, the the whiskey that was aged in that yeah. only for seven months as well. Which yeah, it was about seven months old. Yeah. Similar yeah. to Sauternes. Sauternes, yeah, yeah, sister of Sauternes, yeah, absolutely. Cool. I think like um, in terms of some of the experimental things that are happening in the industry, like you've got. Um, Compass Box doing a, a Stranger and Stranger release, mm-hmm. which is, I think it's like 30-year-old malt, and then it's lengthened with a 17-month-old grain. Right. So, you know, people are using Young Spirits, and at first I thought I was really impatient, and that I'd have to wait a long time, you know, until we had a whiskey ready, but actually, when you get to taste, like, seven-month and six-month <coughs> cask samples, you know, it's not every day or every person in the world that gets to do that, so yeah. kind of just embrace it while we can. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, it seems to be there's almost more... As people become more educated about about single malt whiskey, there is more of an appetite to try whiskey closer to the source, and by source I mean when it comes off the still, yeah. closer to that point, because you're trying to, you want to know what the heart of that whiskey is before it goes into the, because like cast master maturation is, it, obviously it's slightly a science, but it's more a mystery, is what I've generally yeah. found, is that you can know everything there is to know about two casts and try to create the most perfect two identical casts in the world and put exactly the same amount of exactly the same whiskey into those casts and they can still come out completely different. Yeah. And it's just, it's still a mystery. And this is one of the reasons I absolutely adore the, 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 the Scotch whiskey industry. Yeah. That's it. I think if, 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 if people knew everything there was to know about it, it wouldn't be exciting at all. Yeah. Um, but it's just... But it is, so it is, it is cool... Uh, this thing about education and people being more interested in it that people are actually it's almost like it's not a cop out to release younger whiskies yeah. it's actually a cool thing because not many people are doing it yeah. and you're getting to see closer to that heart of what the whiskey really yeah. is it's the old trope of like you know, older therefore better but that's slowly being kind of chipped away at and yeah. broken yeah. isn't it I mean it'd be, yeah, it'd be easy to say if you released something very young and very low EBV that that, that was a money making exercise um, I think there's a lot to be said about actual quality yep. um, yes. and that's obviously been very important from us from, from the very word go so our distillery manager Gary played around with our equipment, bedded it in and the spirit I think we produce is, is really well rounded and robust yep. um, yeah. Yeah, brilliant well um, I, I guess I've been enough about whiskey should we, uh, should we reconvene later maybe in, in, in the pub or in, in the, the pub yeah in, in the little cottage we're, uh, we're going to stay in are we going to do it in the pub I don't know where we're going to do it. In any, in any <laughs> case... In any case, listener, um, keep tuned <coughs> because topics later will include the dying... Uh, pubs dying. Because the town... The t- <laughs> <laughs> I think we're dying a death right now. Aye, listen to me. Um, uh, because the town that we're staying in, the town that we're staying in used to have eight pubs and now it has two. Yeah. Anyway, now continue. You know what we, were, what we were... What we didn't talk about is that we were on the radio, Jamie. Oh. Yeah. Did we speak about it? No, no we've not spoken about that. In any case, uh, I keep saying we've been in, on the radio. in any case. Anyway, we'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, we've been on the radio, Soho Radio. Uh, listen on the internet. We'll see you later. Uh, yeah, we'll post a link in our Instagram bio or something if we can figure out how to do that. Yeah, you're in charge of that. Oh, yeah. Listener, we're back. Yes, we're back. Uh, and what's the name of this pub, Andrew? The Bear. The Bear. The bear. Actually, Andrew, what's the name of this town that we're in? Newborough. 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 How do you spell that? N E W. B U R G H. 
Lovely. A new borough, as the Americans like to call it. The new borough. Um, and as promised, folks, uh, we've moved on from our first location. Yeah. Uh, from the lovely Lindor's Abbey Distillery. Uh-huh. Absolutely wonderful. And we've been to another pub since. Yeah. Uh, and uh, now we're in another pub. Yeah. You can hear the pool table in the background. I'm uh, absolutely itching to play pool right now, yeah, but I'm going to I'm yeah. going to resist it. I've handcuffed Dave to the table. He doesn't want to wait. We've got handcuffs for later on as well. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but this is one of one of the only the two pubs in Newbram. Yeah, that's right. Newbram. What yeah, we're drinking, Jimmy? Uh, we're drinking Pizza Guinness as we were in the last place. This yummy Jimmy uh, Slange. Because it's one of those. As they say in Ireland, Slange. One of those ones that we can uh, that makes us seem like we fit in. Kind of yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, before we get into our top top of the week. Top of the week. Um, how about we talk about our cocktail of the week this week? What is our cocktail of the week, Jimmy? Our quote of the week this week is, um, in fact, the Jack Rose. Oh, my. What is a Jack Rose? Jack Rose is a cocktail. Actually, where the name of it came from is um, slightly sort of up in the air. All right. Um, potentially, you know, one thing, potentially another thing. Um, but actually, uh, the delicious cocktail that is a Jack Rose is uh, shaken, served up, and it is Applejack, uh, some grenadine, and some lime juice. Mmm. Um, and I did have an article about this. You did? Uh, um, I didn't write it, I was reading it. Right. Um, and it did have loads of interesting things about the Jack Crows. Uh-huh. But we don't have any internet in here, so I've not got anything to talk about. Excellent. Um, or what, though what I can say is that, you know, the best thing about the Jack Crows is I once was going to do a, sort of a twist on a Jack Crows at the Cabernet Cafe when I was there. What was it going to be? I was going to use a beetroot grenadine instead of just a standard grenadine. Um, and I would call it the Rose Beach Jack because obviously in Titanic she wins. She beats him to the, obviously uh, the plank of wood that they they that they kind of. To be fair, they, 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 he could have been saved. Let's ah. be honest, they were both hugging the bit of wood. The, yeah, the, bo- the boy in that wood, I think, could have spotted Did you boy, not? Did you not both read? Ti- uh, did you not both uh, watch Titanic and see it as a Titanic sort of battle uh, <laughs> between Jack and Rose? <laughs> between Jack and Rose to see which one would survive. All I was thinking the whole time was that I would have ripped out a bath, like and thrown that into the water and just got in Jesus Christ that's a whole new that's a whole new viewpoint I just whipped out a bath what? like a bit of furniture that looked like it would float right I just sat in, the, sat in the bath yeah but a bath would sink it's fucking enamel <laughs> you know thought this through mate I mate it, it doesn't matter what it's made it, of it's it all about the, it's, the it's, water it's, displacement it's got loads of buoyancy what a bath Aye. Yeah. a bath doesn't have buoyancy how? how do you think it fucking sits in a house and doesn't what, sink what about the waves? <laughs> the waves would sink it. You get a wee bit of water in that bath. You just it take sink. A, you take it's a bath. A you take a bath and a bucket. In any case, she's I'm having a pallet. I'm not going to argue our comedian principles with you right now. Uh, let's get on to your topic. Our, our comedian principles with you. Hi. Our comedian. Our comedian. Our comedian. Our comedian. Plato. Uh, what about we do our? <laughs> <laughs> what about we do? Uh, what about we move on to? Because it's actually quite appropriate our topic this week with where we're sitting right now. Yeah, we're in a yummy little pub. Ah, it's great. In Newbrough. Great, great atmosphere in here. There's only like, what, what, eight people in here other than us. Great little atmosphere. There's people playing pool. There's, there's people staring at us. There's literally there's kegs. People, there's kegs sitting all over the place. There's people wondering what there's a Pakistani person doing in here. Yeah, wearing nah, a Russian hat. I'm joking. <laughs> Russian hat? Aye. It looks like you're wearing a Russian hat. It's great. Get nice with beanie on. Uh, but yeah, pubs, gents. Pubs. Yeah, so. Uh, Andrew, what, what did pubs mean to you? Well, I was going to say that we started this whole idea uh-huh. about this topic of the week. Top of the week. Um, because Andy was saying that. 
before there used to be eight pubs in the sweet time. I was trying to recount that because I might have been a total lie. But What's the, this town called, Jamie? Newborough. No, no, I was going to ask Jamie because he had clearly forgotten. Newborough? <laughs> you know now. <laughs> um, yeah, there used to be lots of pubs here. And there's not, I mean, maybe 2,000 people. What do you put that down to? One, two, three, four. Hold on, let me recount. One, two, three, four, five, six. Aye, 2,000. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> It's the funniest thing you ever said. Uh, I, I, Agnes uh, died last week. Oh no, that makes 2000. Uh, so. pubs. I mean, it's not. I mean, I can't really comment on how that's changed because I'm just 30 years old, but certainly. You're 30 years old? 31, actually. Holy Matthew, you don't look at the first 30, mate. I know, I know. But yeah, just. I don't know, maybe it used to be where people would come out and, and hang out, and it's the, uh, the pubs are the heart of a community, aren't they? You reckon? Absolutely. Well, do you not know, think in a small community. They really are. Well, see, this is the thing. I've never grown up in a small community. Oh, yeah, Only big ever city boy. Big, big city, city boy. boy in it. However, uh, I, 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 I understand the appeal of a, of a small pub. I'm loving it in here. I want to go over and like smash these boys at pool. So why do you think there was there was eight pubs, you know, twenty years ago, and now there's two? I know. I, I, I don't. I don't get it. What, 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 what do you think? What do you think happened? Globalisation. People just do you think it's do you think it's market forces? It's things like I think people just sit in their house with their phones and uh, and their and their, their their laptops and their telly and sit on social media but, and speak right. to each other that way rather than going out to the pub. Yeah, and but do you not think do you not think a, a big part of it is obviously I know it's a social thing and it's part it's the heart of the community. But do you not think a lot of it is the the, the sort of the vastly differentiating prices of alcohol? in pubs versus supermarkets mm. supermarkets have been able to keep the prices of alcohol relatively low but rates rents uh, taxes on alcohol in pubs they've all stayed um, static minimum wage no they've gone up like minimum, the minimum wage that you need to employ people I know that affects supermarkets as well but not to the same extent and that has all affected pubs to the extent that first of all it's now cheaper to buy booze in supermarkets so it's, it's much cheaper to sit in your house and sounds a bit grim doesn't it and also market forces make it so it's much more difficult to to run a pub and Mm. we've experienced that in Glasgow like the the, the conditions that the bars that we work under that we work in just as we work under are very very different and much more difficult than they were even when I started four years ago um, do we think that's maybe an issue as well? Yeah. yeah. We, we can hear a woman in the background um, like trying to caress a, a keg down the stairs. It's quite loud. Uh, but in any case, yeah, I mean, when you look at in, in the, kind of the long-term ways of, of thinking about these things, for me, it comes back to the, the kind of secularisation of society. People are becoming less and less religious, right? And bear with me here, right? Yeah. People are becoming less and less religious. So, used to be the church was the heart of the community. Yeah. You know? Um, but then it became more and more that the pub was the, the heart of the community. And I, I think it was. I'm not sure who, it was Stephen Weinberg who said, the physicist, he said, uh, when people stop believing in religion, they'll believe anything. Now, when you, when you, when you take, when you remove religion from the equation, people are open to um, just taking in all sorts of ideologies and 
and thought processes. And what you're saying is, what you're saying is, one of those is the pub. Yeah, one of those was the pub, right? Was the pub. Was the pub. But now we've we've removed the economic viability of the pub, and now no people have got nowhere else to go. So and stay at home and watch celebrity. And now people stay at home and watch. Welcome to the jungle. Exactly. Or, 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 or what? What you Welcome said, Andrew? Welcome to the jungle. They, what? They, they I watch Welcome. No, 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 what, they, watch, they watch Welcome to the jungle. I'm a, yeah, just, no, no. I mean, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of no, here. No, they watch Welcome you to the Jungle by The Rock. No, but <laughs> they watch that great movie no, by The Rock. What you yeah, said, Andrew? Welcome to the jungle. Starring The Rock. Welcome to the jungle. Guns and Roses. What you said is that they stare into the phones. Yeah. So when you when you remove religion from from the equation. People have nothing iPhone, to believe in anymore. Apple, Apple make loads of money. Yeah. It's all a ploy by Apple. Yeah, it could be. Samsung, HTC. Like, like, like you see, we've, we've completely removed the economic viability of the partner. So now people Not completely. Are, because otherwise the pubs wouldn't exist. But the, the, the conditions have become severely more difficult. What did you say, Andrew? There was nine pubs in this town 20 years ago. Some I know there's two. Yeah. That's, a, that's a big... Big reduction. Do you know? I think it's people have access to different things that mm. they didn't have then. Yeah. So you know, you'll stay in now and watch some shit TV. Yeah. But are there any other sort of community and, uh, community places where people can can meet up? And I think time? there are, but they're struggling. You know, people try and get people to come out and do. I don't know. Who wants to everything do, who from wants to do dog, walk, yeah. dog walks to yoga, yeah. but trying to get people to actually commit to going out and doing that. Yeah. It's not easy. It's something we were talking about, Jamie, as well, when we were doing some stuff for Jägermeister. They, what they keep, what keep, they keep stressing is that drinking culture is changing, and that the way people spend money is changing. They're not spending money throughout the week. They're spending it on one night throughout the week, and it has to be a special occasion. It has to be something where uh, it has to be an experience yes experience uh, it, it can't just be the experience of nipping down to the pub to see your mates no. it has to be the experience of being wowed by amazing food and, a, and, a, and amazing uh, amazing surroundings and amazing service and amazing service yeah and uh, yeah in a, in a pub the, the pub isn't going to satisfy that is it no but I think that's a completely different thing I agree totally with what you're saying but mm. in a community like this this like like you say this is almost like the community centre right yeah but who's going to Instagram a picture from in here but they don't need to because they're not trying to they're I not trying to appeal to a group of a million people that, where they have unlimited options they have two options now they used to have nine but I think mainly the reason why the other seven shut down is because of difficult market conditions not because social changes because this is still where a lot of people are on a freaking Wednesday night at half past seven, uh-huh. drinking, chilling after work. This is still where they are. Mm. That's not really changed, has it? Has it? Maybe it's changed a little bit. We're big city boys, Jamie. We don't know what it was like <coughs> years ago. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think a Wednesday night would have been like twenty years ago, Andrew? I don't know. My dad would say it's very different. You know, it was a time that he would catch up with his mates and. Mm. But there are people catching up with them. But there was there was no distractions in the pub. It was just uh, the the reason people came was to was to do that. But now I think I, c- I could be wrong. I could be really wrong, and that th- this community is now filled with a lot of young families, uh-huh. etc. This is a place where they can afford to stay and and school their children, etc., etc. And maybe you know the, the first thing on their mind in the evening is not that they want to go out 
and have a, have a beer in the pub. They is, it, is it perhaps the death of alcoholism? Is that what we're, what we're mourning right now? <laughs> so, mm, like, I mean, so, there, so there was nine pubs 20 years ago, there's two pubs now. Um, are we seeing it's a bad thing? Well, maybe it, it's we, a good is thing. It, is, anyone, is anyone aware of the figures as to the population? Maybe there's a drop in the population if you No, it's, it's, it's on the up. On the up? Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Jesus. Well, Building houses. They've now got a co-op. All the time. Well, they always had a co-op. It's oh, just, it's just moved. It's upsized. Upsized. Mm. So one, it's actually taken the spot of one of the pubs. It's true. There's now a co-op in one of the pubs. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah... Um, let us know. I mean, like like we said, like we've just got one small town's experience, right? Well, actually, no. I grew up in a town of what thirty thousand people in Spain. Yeah. The Spanish drinking culture mm. is completely different. So, what is what is the pub in Spain, Jim? The pub in Spain. Like, <laughs> what, what, what is the equivalent of the pub? What's the equivalent of nipping down to the pub from where where you grew up in Spain? You have bars, right? You have bars, uh-huh. and they do one beer on draft, and they do limited selection of vermouths. But there's definitely f- a food element involved, isn't there's it? There's always a food element yeah. involved. There's That's always different. a food element involved. And is it always busy? Uh, for the most part, yeah. Uh, the locals' pubs will, the locals' bars will always be generally busy. Um, mm. But in my town in Spain, there were, pff, I can't even tell you how many bars and pubs there were. Yeah. Hundreds, 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 hundreds. Like, yeah. But they survived mainly because of the tourist season during the summer. Yeah. And they would, a lot of them would actually shut from November to March. <laughs> And then only open from April to September, October. Here's something that uh, that George Orwell would always talk about, or he spoke about in one of his. his so I think this segment um, just it's just been way too philosophical. <laughs> yeah. Like what what makes the quintessential pub, like for you, what makes a pub a pub? Because you have pubs, gents, and you have bars, and then you have cocktail bars, and then you have restaurants and wine bars. Whatever. What makes, bars. what makes a pub a pub? Is it the community element? Yeah, it's the community element. You Definitely, it's all about the company. I don't care where I'm sitting having a drink. If I have a, if I'm, if I'm sitting with good company and I have a very nice cocktail, the cocktail's icing on the cake. The the fundamentals are who you're with. For them, you I, can, I can achieve that in a cocktail bar. Yeah, because I, I would that. say I, I, like I feel most at home in any sort of venue in the city. Uh, in Glasgow, in Cavern Road Cafe, because that to me is a proper community bar. Mm. There are so many regulars that go to Cavern Road Cafe, and they might not be there for cocktails. They might be there for beer, wine, food. Some then, of them will be there for cocktails. Looking at Andrew's point, does that just make that their pub? Does, does That's what I'm saying. Is, yeah. Do you call the Cavern Road Cafe a pub? Yeah, but it's not. It a doesn't pub. seem right, does it? No, to it call doesn't. A pub. Yeah. Uh, for me, one of the big definitions of a pub is optics. Optics. <laughs> I've never used optics. So an optic yeah. is a, an item that sits on the back bar. It's a, one of the when you see in a, in a bar that the or a pub that the bottle's upside down and the back bar and it's got a twenty five mil plastic thing at the bottom and then it gives you yeah, that. First, that's a first, big sign for me that it's a pub. First bar I worked in when I was nineteen had was a cocktail bar in Edinburgh. No optics. That was the first question I asked. Where are the optics? <laughs> if you don't have optics, how do you measure booze? How do you call yeah. this a pub? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I get the community element side of it. 100%. And do you know what? Out of all the cocktail bars in the world I've ever been to, the Cabernet Cafe is the closest to a pub yes. I would ever, yeah, I would yeah, ever yeah. say. Mm. But at the same time, would you call it a pub? Mm, you'd struggle to call it a pub. For yeah, sure. Of course you would. Yeah. So there must be another factor in there. Mm. We've it we've must be a combination of that community and also you take that op- the optics <laughs> comment that I made and you, you know, extrapolate from that 
the style of the service of drinks, the style of the just like how they make drinks in that place. You know what? I've, I've, I think I've hit the nail on the head. Have you? I'm about to say I'll be the fucking judge of that. Prices. You can't call it the Gimmel Cafe pub because it's too expensive. So I'm going to say, just uh, so I actually said there's two pubs in this town. The third bar. Third pub right. in the in the town is the distillery. We have a bar in the distillery. It's very very Andrew, new. Andrew, Andrew. Hold on, Andrew. Hold we've, on. D- we've done all the product placement. Already. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Um, and what that has that has brought back a, an element of a, a community spirit because at the distillery there's lots of events going on. Mm-hmm. There's lots of you know the bar opens on a Friday Saturday, and it's always always busy. It's always well received, and it's a it's a place where people. Can come, feel comfortable, have a nice drink, and it's it has got a community kind of atmosphere attached to it. Yeah. And with that, you know, we're trying to get the train station here opened again so that more tourists can actually come so and, and enjoy the town. It used to be. Right. Um, it's just in ruin now, but there's a, a big push, push to get that reopen again. Well, yeah. Why why would you need a station here? You know. If there's no pubs. But if there's a distillery that people can visit from the north or from Edinburgh or whatever really accessible mm. um, then that I think it kind of invigorates because there aren't that many distilleries that are this close to towns with a train station yeah a lot of distilleries are really unless you plan on a trek or yeah. you have a rental car or you're driving yeah your we car. walked here in horrible weather we and it was really easy yeah. As in, we didn't walk to, to Lindor's Abbey from Glasgow. No. Uh, <laughs> from the distillery to the pub, it yeah. was what, like five, six minutes? Probably the worst weather you can ever get to walk in. Yeah. And it still didn't really feel that bad. I think part of the part of the, the nice thing about the distillery is that it's trying to reinvigorate the, the community aspect and bring bring people to the distillery and, and get, get the local community involved. Yeah. 100%. 100%. So... So we have left the pub. Wow. And in between the pub and this moment right now has involved one of the most enjoyable maybe one hours of my life. Really? We went to a Chinese chippy. Yep, a chippy slash Chinese. Fusion. Fusion. Yeah. Fusion. Where you can Asia, get Asian slash had stated. Well, that's Sandy's phone. Um, where you can get Cantonese, Singaporean food, Korean food, Thai food. Malaysian. Malaysian yeah. and also fish and chips and a sausage supper as we did get. What did you, what did we get, boys? Well, we I, got, I I got satay. I got uh, I got fritters. Yeah, you guys were in the mood for sharing shit. Um, I got lemon chicken. You got lemon chicken. Lemon chicken. We also got some dry noodles. Some dry noodles, which were literally <laughs> noodles, ramen noodles. Ramen noodles straight out of the packet without having seen water. Yeah. I got I got a sausage supper because I'm classy. Fritters, chips. Uh, fritters, a couple of portions of chips, a couple of portions of fried rice. Yeah. Don't know why we got those. Yeah. Um, a lot of starch. Loads of starch. And it was all the same colour. Do you notice yeah. that? Everything on the table. The satay sauce was curry sauce. Um, your lemon chicken had a weird lemon syrup with it. Tell you what, though, it was easily one of the top 50 kind of Chineses I've ever had. It was probably in the top 10 Chinese fish and chip fusion meals I've ever had. <laughs> north of, uh, north of, you know. Uh, yeah. You guys work with Asian flavours on the regular. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that, that must have taught. Yeah, that, 
It so, us, so, I mean, that, so that compliment is, means a lot. Um, yeah, so there's a couple of things. Did, did you def- just think, why bother? There's definitely a few things I'll take back down to Nonya and tell them to never ever do. Yeah. Um, but no, it was uh, it was it was wonderful. Adequate. It was adequate. It was and, exquisite. And now we're chilling, all of us in our uh, in our lovely little lovely little place that we're going to stay tonight. This is a gorgeous little. It is wonderful. House. Thank you so much, Andy and Linda Abbey. Abby. That's it's. Uh, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? We're just in Wonderland a... Cottage. Wonderland. Yeah. That's nice. It's uh, it's beautiful. Anyone staying up here in um, Newborough? Newborough. <laughs> Newborough, yeah. Uh, definitely check out Wonderland Cottage and Airbnb. Yeah. Um, we're not being sponsored by them. Uh, anyway, we were uh, we were talking about pubs, and in this hour that we've been sort of waiting for food and then eating food, uh, we actually spotted a couple of things online and had a couple of conversations about about pubs with people. Actually, it was a conversation we had with a man in the pub straight after recording the podcast about the pubs. Yeah, yeah. Basically, what he said is, what you should have been talking about is this. Aye. And what was that? And it was, it was really interesting. Yeah. Anyway, the other thing that happened was... <laughs> uh, I think it's time yeah. for Inside the Bath in the Studio, Jamie. Uh, yeah. Oh, Andy. Yeah. Uh-huh. You've, uh, inside, oh, this is Dave's part of the podcast. Andy, welcome inside the bathroom. Yeah, mind, studio. mind the step. I'll just open the curtain for you. Do you, you want to well. walk in? I'll just yep. open the curtain for you. Uh-huh. Well. Oh. Is the temperature take okay? A seat, in here? Take a seat there. I can turn the, uh, not can, there. Not there. That's my fucking seat. I can turn the heat up a wee bit for you if you want. Please do. It takes me well to heat up. It's a bit, bit of an old fucking warehouse. So, uh, Andy, are you familiar with the uh, inside the bath industry? You, are you comfortable, Andy? I'm pretty uncomfortable. Good. Minute, yeah. Uncomfortable! Uh, <laughs> Uncom- ungovernable. Uncomfortable. Um, uncomfortable. So, inside the bath industry is, is essentially um, a rip-off of inside the actor studio, uh-huh. where James Lipton kind of talks to um, actors about their, you know, creative processes and Yeah, he's a guy I'm familiar with as well, so that's good. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Definitely not. Anyway, let's just go, like, go let's go let's go straight into it. Uh what's the best drink you ever had? The best drink I ever had, Fugazi Bramble. Edinburgh. Fugazi, yeah. It was called a Fugazi, yeah. What was that it? Means great fake. title. That means fake in Italian, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. It means delicious in my language. Oh, oh. absolutely was it? stunning. Uh Absom True Vermouth, Elderflower, Celery Bitters, Lemon. I've ripped it off several times since. Wow. Delicious. Wow. Yeah. yeah, so in Italian it means fake. So it's like Italian Americans go, Yeah, my friend, no, it's a fugazi, you know. This uh, this diamond you brought me is a fucking fugazi. You know? Yeah. Mm. No good. Okay. Uh, what's the worst drink you ever had? Um, I, That's an easy one. I was given a was pina a colada. Fake, was that a fake fugazi? No, I was, I was given. Oh, good. Yeah, I like thanks, that. Thanks, I was good. Yeah, respect. I thought you'd like that. <laughs> yeah. That's a fist pump. That was a fist pump there. For, for the people who can't see us. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I used to make pina coladas with no cream because I, I didn't drink dairy and I got in a lot of trouble from an old boss of mine who made me make it again with dairy and then made me down it and I was very sick. What did you use? Coconut cream? cream. No, just no cream at all. No cream? No. Oh dear. Wow. Oh, I know, I don't know who I thought I was. But you, you had yeah. reason to be... Uh, yeah, really angry and make me very ill. I had to go home. What's the best... Wow. Uh, what's your perfect bar snack? Bar snack? Aye. Scampi fries. Oh, oh, yeah. I had a conversation with our head chef, Gina, about Did that you? the other day. Oh, she's in love with them. First time I ever had scampi fries, my friend's dad took us to a pool hall and asked if I wanted scampi fries. See, when you do the gap between pool and hall, it totally yeah. changes the story. I took us to a pool. 
Hall Did I, uh, did I stutter? <laughs> you really did uh, <laughs> it, it, I mean it's recorded uh, <laughs> Well he took me to the pool Hall <laughs> And then we had the scampi oh. Fries But when he said scampi fries I thought he asked me If I wanted scampi and fries Obviously I did Of course you do But yeah. what came did back Was a, a small bag Did they have a pause In between the scampi and the fries? Might have done Can't remember Oh okay But what returned Was a small bag of crisps So Andy I when didn't you're, hear that When you're closing down the bar uh-huh. What do you like to listen to? Um, driving home for Christmas. Da, 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 no. no, you don't. Driving home for Christmas. Okay. This time of year. Uh, yeah, it's topical. Yeah, yeah. Topical. If nothing else. That's all I need. Uh, what's your least favourite bar chore? So like, I don't, I don't know. What's your uh, beer or wine? Beer or wine? Yeah. Uh, beer. Beer. Excellent. Uh, gin or vodka martini or French vodka or French yeah French and, and how do you take it French, French. <laughs> <laughs> I take uh, it Brazilian what's your favourite shot my favourite shot he takes it naked um, mm. aqua vitae nah you're a by Linda Rosavi apart from that apart from anything made by Linda Rosavi eh uh, just bourbon that'll do me actually chartreuse good man green or yellow both <laughs> in one glass nice oh Dirty boy. That's a panic merchant answer. I don't know. <sighs> uh, hangover cure. Scampi fries. Excellent. Nice. Uh, what's the longest you've gone without a drink? Since you became able to be drinking. <laughs> Terrible <laughs> sentence. <laughs> what's the longest I've been able to go without, without a drink? drink? Uh, since you became to be able to drink, <laughs> as Jamie puts it. <laughs> I can't. I, I don't know. No? What's What's the right answer? Like, what, what's the longest you've gone without a drink? I don't know. I don't know. What, two, three days? A More week? than that? I don't know. I did 18 hours last week. Did you? Yeah. Recently, I had a couple of days. A couple really? of days. I like to keep myself topped up. Yeah. Good man. <laughs> Honest. Yeah. It's a good answer. Uh, what do you hate making? <laughs> yeah, just cough, cough straight into the mic, Jamie. That's fine. What? Spill all the whiskey on your laptop. Just cough straight, straight into the mic, mate. Yeah. What do I hate making behind the bar? <laughs> <laughs> Let's pause it. No, keep going. Keep going. What do you hate making? I don't know. Just... God. I don't, I don't know. This is the the worst answers I've ever had to this question. Yeah? What? The, I don't know. I don't work behind the bar. That right. When you work behind the bar, you did. A mess. You hated making pina coladas, pina coladas with cream in them. Because then you had to taste them and then you were sick. Yeah. Long Islands. Long Islands. Bollock. Right. Waste of time. Excellent. Uh, who's the best bartender you've ever worked with? And I bear in mind you've not worked with either of us. Best bartender I ever worked with was. Who's the best bartender you ever worked with? <laughs> Come on. That's good. That's good. Um, who's the best bartender you ever worked with? Uh, <laughs> when, when I started, <laughs> by, when I started <laughs> bartending. What, who's the best bartender you ever worked with? Uh, a guy called Ryan. Ryan what? I can't remember it's second. Oh! <laughs> we need pause it. We need pause Great it. answer. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Where, and, where and when did you work with him? This uh, is the beauty of this, uh, <laughs> this segment. It's just <laughs> impromptu. Um, when I first started bartending, I was about 19 and I was working at the living room mm-hmm. and I worked with Ryan. What the fuck's his second name? Please don't say Marit. <sighs> no. No? Um, That's okay. I can't remember. And what he's, what he's a, was it about him that you uh, you enjoyed working with? He was with? just positive all the time. Nice. Really got involved, got the party started. Right. Great lad. Good man. And uh, like yeah, he was point. quick. Excellent. And sexy. So, nice. if, man. Yeah. if God exists, 
and you were to go with a drink with him or her, what would they drink? What would God drink? Mm. Um, Don't see Fanta. Fanta. Oh, amazing answer. Is it? Amazing answer. Orange or lemon or grape? Orange Fanta. Oh my God, I love this man. Why? It's one of the best things you can ever drink. Yeah, but I'm, I was more thinking of alcoholic. I just think they would just go to the local and just pick up a quick can of juice. Mm-hmm. Do you th- do you think they they wouldn't be? They wouldn't sell they themselves. Wouldn't they, they wouldn't drink. No. Wouldn't take a drink. No, I don't know. Fair enough. Uh, oh dear. Oh, what's the last question? Uh, the last question is: What's your desert island bottle? And do you understand what a desert island bottle is? So imagine you're trapped on a desert island. Yeah. To the last. So you're you're trapped on a desert island. You've got no, you know, no means of escape. You've seen that radio four show. So, <laughs> so, so a, a whiskey essentially, like one one last. Oh, one it could be, it could be any, could be any uh, bottle, any uh, bottle, of anything. 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 Does it have to be? have to be alcoholic? Uh, yes, I'd yeah. say so. Yeah. Mm, does it? Well, it could, it could be a bottle of of escape strategies. You know what I mean? It has to be a bottle of liquid. I'd I'd, I'd pick a whiskey, and the most memorable whiskey I've ever had was uh, an Ardbeg alligator and I had it in, in so. Finland alligator? just delicious yeah yeah delicious Ardbeg it doesn't really explain what it is though, the, it? the alligator char is a level of char in a cask that's right yeah really? no. so you, char, you char it to a point where the, the, the wood goes like alligator skin well turkey also uses the same alligator char oh why yeah so I assume it's an it might... expression of Ardbeg that is no longer made it's level yes. 5 on the charring list very delicious any other questions about charring no. No, good. I don't have any other answers. I also um, have no other questions in, inside the Bathurst studio. So take a step outside. Mind the step on the way out. Everyone trips on that one. Okay. Oh, oh fuck. No one ever listens to me. Anyway, we're outside now. Um, and that's us done. Yeah. I can almost, I can honestly say that's the worst answers I've ever had to inside the Bathurst studio. Why? I totally disagree. I, I don't mean the worst answers. I mean, just like, you, you were, you were really... Labour. Take, you were taken aback by them. Yeah. Yeah, you were surprised. I found it difficult. I, I can it's see meant that. to be difficult. You don't, you don't, you don't have a go at a guest on the podcast. Well, that's what's beautiful about our podcast, Jamie. I don't give a fuck. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't uh, give a fuck what you or anyone who listens thinks. You hear that, listener? I don't give a fuck what you think, Dad. Uh, I mean, listener. <laughs> Some deep rooted issues coming <laughs> <out there. laughs> Right. Uh, I care, is... uh, by the way, listener, I care what you think. Um, this has been a three part podcast, the first time we've done one. Yeah. Uh, let That's why we're extremely drunk. Let us, let us know what you think about the three part podcast. Or not. Or not. Yeah, as well. As most of you do most of the time. Uh, does not give us any feedback. Uh, anyway. Um, I've been uh, underwhelmed by this podcast, and uh, you've been great for it. I've, been, I've loved this podcast. I've absolutely uh, no, this has actually been my favourite podcast ever. Yeah, no, I absolutely love this podcast. And you know what? Today has been amazing. Thank Best you very day much, ever, Andy. Andy. Thank you so much for You're taking welcome. us around Windows Abbey. Amazing. And Pleasure. And, it. and you have been Andrew Robert Lenny, which is my dad's name backwards. Trevor. 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 My dad's name was Trevor. No, Robert Andrew. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. Uh, and I've been great for it, and he's been cheese. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Wow.